0: There was supposed to be a movie. It's with Sam Raimi. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What what are your thoughts about like that movie in general?
1: It was great and Neil, it was all Neil's writing, but it was never gonna be a great film.
0: It feels like a dream f- for me to like, you know, talk to you because I'm seeing you for the first time. Like I'm able to talk to you about a game that I first of all is my favorite game to see now, Last of Us, not only. People have enjoyed it, but now they are watching it on a show, which has been like it's like a everybody is seeing it. Like the first episode got four point seven million views, and then every single episode kept on growing. And now, like I think the fourth episode stats at least it was seven point five million people who watched it. Uh We don't well, know that's, about
1: that's just in the United States. That's just in the and United States, and that's just on the night of the premiere. I think that in the states, they're seeing twenty to twenty two million people see the episodes each week, which is absolutely insane.
0: It is insane. I am so happy that a lot of people in here, in India, they're able to watch, they're watching the show, um, and that they cannot wait to tune in every single Sunday or Monday here, so they cannot wait to tune in. They're tuning in, they're enjoying it so much. And I'm happy to have some people who have never played the game, they're also watching it, and they're like, their minds are being blown away that this was in a video game, and I'm like, yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, now they know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's amazing to see the, uh, I mean, it's just a story that is so simple and important in terms of like the mythology of the way that we all look at the world and the way it translated into the game and had an emotional impact on people. Uh, It's doing the exact same thing and causing all the same kind of wonderful controversies in the world. It's really, really great.
0: That's amazing. Uh what, what like you know when the the move and the show was announced what was your initial thought like okay there's a show happening where, where, where were you at that point in time when the show was kind of announced
1: I think that I was in Canada working. Um and I just recently watched Chernobyl which is yeah. incredible and powerful television. Actually I may have been in LA I may have been in LA, Um, but regardless, I had binged Chernobyl and it had given me incredible nightmares and I was blown away by how good it was. So when I, when they made the initial announcement uh, that Craig was doing it with Neil, I knew that it was going to be a match made in heaven, that just texturally and story wise, storytelling wise, that those two guys together were going to make an incredible team.
0: And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. everybody was like, I, initially when I thought like when the when the show was announced and then everybody always talks about how uh video game live action adaptations are not so well done whenever they come out. And I was like a little bit, obviously, I was skeptical, like, what if it's gonna be the same way, But I knew that Craig Mezzin is there. I'm like, yeah, he has done such a great work at Chernobyl. Neil Jockman is directly involved and I had like hopes. and when the when the first episode came out, I was like, Man, I think they nailed the very first episode. I think they're going to nail the next episodes. But before the show actually came out, there was like a point in time when there was supposed to be a movie. with Sam Raimi. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which did not happen. Which, I mean, what what are your thoughts about like that movie in general?
1: Uh, I I was at the table read of that script. It was a very super secret thing on the Sony lot uh a long time ago at this point and I came in and I read tommy oh, wow. and it was great and Neil it was all Neil's writing but it was never going to be a great film mm-hmm. um it just there, there was no way for the audience to take the journey and fall in love with these complex characters in the course of two hours yeah and to to be you know for it to have this satisfying uh uh ending that it that, that the first game has so i'm glad it didn't happen and and i know that neil was uh, uh you know he was kind of like just taking things as they came at that moment like you know well they they to an option it and it's under sony's banner so sam raimi's a great director maybe we can make this happen um but we're all really really lucky <laughs>
0: that movie never got made. Gosh, that sounds so bad. But it's, I mean, it's like, it's its good that it didn't happen because there's no way in hell that, as I said, like you cannot show the whole story of Joel and Ellie and there's so many other characters that gets involved. It cannot happen in under two hours. It's just, it's not possible to feel the same emotions. It would be again, another live action video game adaptation done wrong. So it's great that it didn't happen. Uh, and I'm happy. Yeah,
1: I mean... It is, it is difficult to imagine a video game becoming a film successfully, even yeah. the best video games. Um, because if you don't have the story as the core, mm. which really is the core of The Last of Us, like yeah. the emotional journey is at the heart of every choice that you make, at the heart of every moment, the relationship between Joel and Ellie and how that changes in game two. Um it's the driving force hmm. and the game is beautiful. Like, yeah. you
0: know,
1: even the the PS3 version was incredible at the time. Wow. But what keeps it all held together, the glue is the story. And in, unless a game starts from a place of that kind of great story, hmm. uh, the translation is really hard to make to a, a medium that's where you're sitting back yeah. as opposed to in it.
0: That's true. Uh- I
1: think that we're going to see a lot more games like The Last of Us with story at its core because this is a success that's absolutely unparalleled like
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. So so we can only hope that the games will get better, that will be more invested, that will be forced to, you know, you know, partake of stories that are more difficult and grounded and important for the world because this thing is going to make a ton of money for the people at HBO. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. And it's it's actually a lot of people are now seeing that, okay, a game be- came out and became a show in HBO and the next, uh, next steps will be like, we gotta make a game something like that. We have to make it so good as The Last of Us. And it's gonna give like motivation to make even more better games uh, going forward, which I'm super excited for, because there's so many games that I love and enjoy. Uh, Gabriel Luna played Tommy in 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 the show. And uh, what what do you think about like Gabriel Luna and his performance? I know you've talked so much, like amazing stuff. Like you've gone on Twitter saying like he's done amazing. What are your like overall thoughts about like him playing Tommy in in the show? Well, when I I
1: first heard, I like was like hmm, who's who's Gabriel, and I googled him and looked up some of his work. And he has all of the sort of intangibles that are important to Tommy. I mean, like, <laughs> you have to be able to do the the things that are related to Joel and mm-hmm. to have his edge and to have his capacity for for, for uh, 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 the darkness that's in him. But Tommy also has to have a lightness and a good heart to him that Joel does not have. Um And Gabriel has that, has both aspects of that perfectly in his work prior. Uh, So the second that I saw his work as Tommy, I was like, I recognize it. I'm like, that's Tommy. That's perfect. Um, And he is an incredible, just dude. He's such a good guy. He has such a good heart. He's so smart, so thoughtful, so talented. Uh, that uh that uh, i i'm I'm humbled by the fact that he's playing a role that i got to start and he's picked up like the baton and is (laughs) gonna sprint full speed with it i'm I'm, yeah it's great like the the literal idea of like pat i'm gonna pass this baton on yeah go win the gold medal and (laughs) off he goes it's
0: it's awesome it is awesome and i love love everything about like how he has played tommy so far i know in the next episode we are gonna see tommy again for disregarding and I'm super excited to see that part of Tommy. Um, but, you know, there was one moment in the show, in the first episode, when Tommy called Joel that he's in jail. And it was a phone call conversation. And I swear to God, I thought, is that, that sounds so much like Jeffrey Pierce. Like, it was <laughs> like, I, I was like, no way. Is this him saying those lines? I was like, this is so close, man. How is this happening? I cannot. My daughter.
1: My daughter was at the screening, the HBO screening, and she elbows me and says, and whispers really loud, Dad, he, he sounds exactly like you. <laughs> Which was great, because Tommy's voice, you know, Tommy, Joe, Tommy's up here. Like, Tommy is a little bit different than, you know, yeah, certainly different than what I did for Perry. And, like, he's he's got a sort of, like, really specific Austin, Texas vibe to him. And Gabriel's from Austin. And so he was able to sort of like find that and use that to help him build the character, which is incredibly honorific. You know, like it's so cool.
0: It's amazing. I love that. Uh, but you know, you you I, I love your role as well, as Perry, who is um like he is like like that soldier, he's ready to follow orders, but at the same time, he is like kind of hesitant in some ways. Like he he wants things to be Done right, but at the same time, he does—he does sees like, okay, this is kind of wrong, but I'm just still gonna follow, uh, the person or uh, like that kind of that—that's how I felt like he is going through. So, what 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 are your personal feelings of of Perry as like a as a character in this show?
1: Well, it was important to Craig and Neil that his military background be at the forefront of who he was. Um, and so my sort of investigation I've played a lot of those guys, I've met a lot of those guys and worked with armorers and, 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 uh, you know, people with that background and the thing that they are all really good at is following orders. It doesn't mean that they're not going to sort of like, you know, try to take initiative initiative if they have to. But in order to fulfill that role, it's important that you be able to say yes. Um, And so just the idea that for him, he's been masterless for a long time. I like the idea of him being the sort of like Ronin samurai for a long time after the outbreak. And then refinding a purpose with Michael and Kathleen and trying to serve them and so with the loss of michael really turning all of that love and respect and uh, um, appreciation over to kathleen and she got us this far i'm going to trust her judgment and use the tools that i have to try to make it go the way she wants it to go yeah. um and so that's his whole sort of you know that, that's and that ends up being the hill that he dies on uh, yeah trying to say save the woman he loves and Distract the bloater from her so she can run and hold the line. And it's, you know, what more could I possibly ask for? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that scene was like, oh my God. And I it, when I first died in The Last of Us with the bloater, I know like he kind of t- tears it apart. I'm like, Oh my God, he did it here. And I was like, he did it to Perry. Like it's so, so crazy. Like that's like a great way to go out, I guess, by a bloater.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think anybody else over the course of however many seasons they go, I don't think anyone will get killed by a bloater like that. Uh, I I can, uh, I can retire that death. Yeah. It's brutal in the game. I mean, we had to go in and do animations for that death. And those are, like, stressful, voice stressful days because you're doing, like, all kinds of different deaths. Um, and that one, I remember seeing the first, like, animations for it, the first cinematics. So I was like, what, what, what the, what the f- are we doing? Like, just, like, every, like, all oh, the tendons man. popping and the whole deal. Like, it's intense. And so... Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's good to get that death, <laughs> man i i love that enjoyed so i think everybody's reaction is like oh my god what a nice <laughs> <thing."> <laughs> but you know like they the set has been designed so well the creatures look so great and they're so true to the game and everything looks great what was what was the kind of initial reaction when you got into the saw all of these things saw the bloater for the first time what was your reaction
1: well, we had been on the set for maybe a week or so before the infected showed up. Uh, we knew that all the stunt men and women were training every day, uh, rehearsing all of their stuff. But it was probably the second week of night shoots that was the first time that they were in the pit. And when they came out of that thing, it was as intense as watching the show. It was amazing. It's 75 people. All in prosthetics. It's twelve degrees. They're piled into the pit. The house behind them, like, is burning in flames, and they come running up and over and it just was everything as a child that you could want to imagine for a moment like that. So, like, it it was a it was incredible. And the amount of just like the amount of sweat and blood (laughs) and put into that, you know, what is six or seven, eight, ten minute scene was it's unreal it is Uh, but but it was necessary for sure
0: it is unreal i love that scene i was i wanted i was waiting for a scene where the zombies just come on chasing i wanted that blur scene and when i saw it i was like yes (laughs) so and it's so many and i was almost i was so shocked to see so many just like crawling out and just going after everybody um what
1: i heard on the podcast craig and neil and troy were talking about it and the idea that uh they had been forced underground and stayed underground and that when you kick that ant nest, yeah. like all of these fire ants come pouring out, like, out, yeah. you know, I'm in Georgia and you knock over like a a, a, a fire ant nest and they go insane. And so that's exactly what they, they pictured and sort of the entire sort of backbone of conceptually for it was, yeah. was that, and it was, Mm, it was great.
0: <laughs> I would probably shoot my pants right there if I saw that. Like, oh my god! Probably will not move and be like, first zombie gets me. <laughs> the first zombie comes in, I'm like dead. <laughs> I would just yeah, be looking yeah. at the side, like, oh my god.
1: <laughs> no, you 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 don't survive a, a moment like that. It just except by dumb luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, it's so it's so it's so incredible to see how crazy that people have been watching the last of us like show every single week luckily lucky for us like we we got two episodes in one week which is crazy and there's so many (laughs) more episodes coming up but there's also like season two uh announced like it's official season two is coming uh what what kind of do you have any expectations from season two i know like craig is there i know it's going to be great do you have any expectations like what can they do what do you want to see from season two
1: I mean, I, I think that they're going to have to just keep going because there's so much story in the second game.
0: So um, much,
1: and so look, they're going to have to build. I you think there are sets <laughs> in the first season? Yeah. I mean, you got to do Jackson again, top to bottom. You got to do Seattle, mm. like all Ooh. of Seattle, and you think about like you know like the bank vaults and the you know but just the the massive sort of like scope of riding the horse through downtown Seattle and that whole journey and then Abby like going in the in the skyscrapers like oh my god yes think about what they have to do physically to accomplish that and do it well it's gonna be amazing (laughs) I think they could do five seasons you know (laughs) of nine episodes for the second game (laughs) that's Uh, true yeah but I think that they'll, you know, I think they'll take the time and 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 they'll spend the money to do it right because the expectations are going to be you better do it as well as you did the first season. Yeah, and, that, and the and the material is all there, um, so I, I I have I have high expectations for what they're going to do.
0: That's that's amazing. Uh, but you going back a little bit, you know, you Gabriel Luna did get to play Tommy. Did you ever got? Did you ever apply for the role for Tommy, or were you ever? had the chance to do that? Or was it like, you never wanted a, a role or you wanted a different role in the show?
1: Uh, no, uh, you know, I I, I mean, for obvious reasons, I can't play Pedro Pascal's brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and age-wise, I knew that it was never gonna be in the cards because he's got to go, you know, like yeah. 20s to 40 at the sort of top end of his age. Um, So I never had any expectation that that would be a thing. Um, And I, uh, you know, I I love that it's Pedro and and Gabriel as these two, you know, Latino leading men in what is currently like the hottest show on television. Yeah. It's so good that that is just become something we don't even think about. People have stopped thinking about the fact that Pedro Pascal was born in Chile, you know, mm, yes. which is, you know, what more could you ask for in terms of like the kind of way representation should be in the world? It just is. And everybody accepted it because that's Joel. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so I, I love that. And, uh, you know, if they, if they had done the the TV show 10 years ago, uh, I would have been like, yeah, I want to play Tommy. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I am... Uh, you know, I, I do not uh, walk around with neurosis or chip on my shoulder about jobs that I didn't get or that I'm not doing. I, just life is way too short for that.
0: That's true. That's true. Well, uh, I know that The Last of Us Part Two was like a game that I just blew, blew my mind so much. Like I got a PlayStation 4 on the year The Last of Us Part Two came out. I watched The Last of Us so many times. I didn't play it. I watched it completely all the way I have no I remembered scenes like I knew it so well but I still <laughs> after buying a PlayStation 4 I still bought a last first remastered I still played it throughout and I got through the moments again and made me call, got all those feelings against and I got to play last of Us part two and it was amazing um but there's there was there was a small portion of time which got me very annoyed and you know it was not fun it was the the insane hatred that happened with the Last of Us Part Two and those yeah, getting leaks and stuff, and it's still present till this day. Like people still kind of hate that the aspect of story and stuff, Um and it's it's insane because I've I did just you know talk to some of the people like who have not never played Last of Us Part Two, and ask them like, hey, would you wanna? And they're like, oh, did, didn't that game like was not done done that well? I'm like, no, that's not the case. <laughs> so, like play the yeah. damn game, <laughs> like you know. So yeah, like, yeah. What what do you think about like that the community like that has formed into this weird mix that there's like great a lot of positive but there's a lot of negative as well
1: uh i, I mean look I, I think that uh the sort of subversion of expectations was absolutely intentional on neil's behalf as the writer uh the idea that that leaked without context was i think the thing that was uh probably the most upsetting uh because if you play the game within the context and it catches you by surprise, it is a a brutal and horrible experience and unbelievable. Uh, And, but it sets the journey up that you're going to go on and find your redemption in not killing her. Yeah. Um, And so I I would say to anybody who's like, "Eh, last of us was great. The last of us part two, I'll never play that game because I love Joel you should play that game because you love Joel. Mm. Because the gameplay is amazing. Yeah. Oh and God. the story is, yes, it's upsetting at every single turn. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, like, I, I would just say, look, I'm sure The Last of Us Part Two is going to be on sale for PS4 pretty yeah. soon. Like, you can probably get it pretty inexpensively right now. Go and get it because you will absolutely get your money's worth out of the journey. And it'll set you up to watch season two <laughs> with a deeper understanding of the yeah. story, but also a deeper understanding of yourself. I mean, it's like, I think that uh, I think that the people who got upset about episode three mm. and the sort of like things that the emotions that get triggered uh, about two men falling in love and kissing which is all they do. Like, it's not like graphic in nature. Like it's not this massive, you know, sexual romp. It's a mature love story about two people who find each other and fall in love and care for each other until the end. What could be more beautiful than that? Exactly. And that the sort of like the, the negative emotions that get stimulated by that for people are not, we're not born feeling that way. like, You inherit those things from culture, from the world, from religion. And that the only way to sort of deal with that is to see it portrayed in art beautifully, to understand that the things that it's making you feel are external as opposed to internal. Mm. And then maybe you can choose to change your point of view because, you know, those two, you know, gay people want the same things everybody else wants. They want to be happy, they want love, and they want to be loved. Yeah. And you know, that's that is the journey for Ellie because Ellie's a gay woman, and we see that. You know, like that's an important journey for people to take. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I love that this is what is possible in you know popular culture that it can be culture, yeah. that it can be art. That it can make changes in the world. And so, if you didn't, if you were scared of part two, just dive in and take the ride because that's the journey we're on as human beings to come to terms with these things. Yeah. So that we don't end up being the last of us.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't want to end up being the last of us if that thing ever happens. I'm like, no, keeping good relationships with everyone, not killing anybody, (laughs) that kind of thing. Yes,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Very important.
0: Oh man! Ah, uh, but you know, with Last of Us Part Two, and the story ends with Ellie and going her way, Abby going her way. And there's a lot of I know I don't know if you know anything, or maybe you probably don't, but I still wanted to know from you. Like, is there anything about in the talks about Last of Us Part Three ever happening, or would you want to play Tommy again if another Last of Us Part happens?
1: If that ever happens, and it may not. Uh, Neil has been very clear that if they don't come up with the story that's important to tell, they're never gonna do it. Mm. Which in this day and age, when money is like the king of everything, (laughs) the courage and the sort of uh, uh, integrity that takes to say, I don't care how much money there is in the world. I don't wanna try to spend my time and the energy of all of these people that it would take to make that happen doing something that doesn't count. So if he can't find the story to tell, it's not going to happen. And if he does, it'll happen. And if Tommy's in it, I'd love to play him. But you never know. I have to be okay with it no matter what.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I do hope that it happens because I feel like the story is still incomplete in some ways. But I, I would love to see that. It
1: would be great. But it's also nice to be able to, to give the audience a story where they can sort of like imagine it out on their own.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, including me, I've imagined like, okay, maybe this is how she must have gone and all these imaginations play in it. And it happened in The Last of Us Part 1 as well when the game ended and I thought like there will be no sequel. I thought like, of course, it's not going to be a sequel. It ended perfectly. This is what happened after that, of course. And then the part two happened like, great, uh, part two happened. Now we have like lots of stories. I'm still in the same phase. Like, okay, this is what must have happened. She went on her own. Blah, 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 and like, but there are always rumors and stuff. So if it happens, I'm, I'm going to be super excited if it ever happens. Um,
1: yeah, me too. But <laughs> I wish I, you know, uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I hope so too, but you never know.
0: But Yeah, but you never know. But I'm actually very much happy that people that never got to play Last of Us, uh, because they don't have PlayStation. It's coming on PC finally, and people will get to play that. They have watched the show it's like a perfect marketing for marketing for Last of Us as well. They watched the show. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're like, okay, the game came out. Buy it, play it, and they play the game, and they just fell in love with it. It's so, it's so incredible. But again, the incredible part is you joining in this in this particular you know episode. Thank you so much for talking to me about Last of Us and you know the insane success that the show has had that came with, and the insane success that the the game overall has had over so long. It's been like a decade, more than a decade. It's insane. Like I, yeah. Crazy! Last of Us still is relevant, and people still cry whenever you know the first moment of Joel and Sarah happens. It's like I can't; nobody <laughs> can stop it. It just it happens every single time. I don't know how to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm so proud of Craig and Neil for bringing it to life.
0: <laughs> but again, thank you so much for for giving your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And it was really fun talking to you. I hope to see. I'm super excited to see what to do next. If there's any other video games that you would love to be a part of. I'd love to see that where you land upon and what roles you play. It'll be super exciting.
1: Yeah, man. Here's hoping. There are a couple that are maybe on the horizon, but I I can't talk about them.
0: Unfortunately. (laughs) But we'll
1: see. We'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: those NDAs need to not exist, but unfortunately, it has to exist.
1: (laughs) Cool, man. It's a pleasure, Avi.